Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsya, The Well, a monthly podcast series about all things Ukrainian. Today is Thursday, July 19th, and we have as our guest for this episode, Ina Golovacha, who is editor-in-chief of a new magazine, The Ukrainian Life and Culture. Good morning, Ina. How are you? Welcome. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for agreeing to be on Krenitsya this morning. Thank you. It's a pleasure of mine to be here, too. I came across your magazine, I guess, maybe about six months ago, and I don't quite remember how I got there, but I was really pleasantly surprised by it. I think it's really very well done, and, uh, you know, I'd like to find out a little bit more, and I'm sure our audience would, First of all, about some background on yourself, and then secondly, how you came up with the idea for the magazine. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your own background, family background, professional and educational background first. Of course. Uh, So by profession, I am a Ukrainian folklorist. Uh, I lived all my childhood and my youth in Kiev, Ukraine. And I attended first um, Shevchenko University and then Rilsky Institute for Ukrainian Folklore and Ethnology. And um, in the early 90s, I spent my time going to villages, collecting Ukrainian folklore and ethnographical artifacts. And then I came to United States because I got married to an American and um, in United States, I continued to participate in folk life, but also I was teaching Ukrainian and Ukrainian culture to American diplomats. And in about, but I was going back and forth quite a lot. And actually, I spent 1999 through 2007 in Ukraine. And I was going a lot um, recently, like probably twice a year for about two to five months per year. So, and I noticed that um, in the recent years, like recent three years, despite, or even four or five years, the terrible war and kind of bad economical conditions, the culture is really blossoming. And people know so little about it. And I um, decided that, and every time I would go to Ukraine, people only would ask me, Aren't you afraid there is a war there, or aren't you afraid uh, of the economic collapse? And I was wondering, like, it was hard um, to explain to people that apart from war, it's a very interesting, very dynamic, very developing place to be at the time. So um, having a lot of friends in, like, theater, uh, culture, um, arts, I um, decided I'm going to try to introduce American audience and Ukrainian Americans and just young Americans who are interested in Ukraine to what's happening in a modern Ukraine today. So that's basically how idea arose. And at the time, I only knew for sure that my main aspect will be culture, not social life, not political life, but culture itself. 
And at first, I got a lot of volunteers helping me because the first issue was completely done uh, on people initiatives. All the authors helped me with materials. All my American friends helped me to edit and translate. My artist worked for free and um, basically everything that was done because people just wanted to participate. That gave me a big boost and I saw that people are interested in doing it. So that's how it started about, the idea came up about two years ago. And when did the first issue come out? Ah, the first issue came exactly a year ago on Independence Day, actually. And it was coincident, we didn't plan to. But it came out in print on August 24th last year. So, and we really hope uh, with a little bit of luck, the fourth issue, which kind of the last issue of this year, will also will be on Independence Day. Well, it's our hope. And how many times a year does your publication come out? It's a it's a quarterly. It comes four times a year. And I understand uh, your organization is actually a not for profit based in Arlington, Virginia. Correct. Yes, yeah, we um, gathered a group of Americans who were interested in helping me, and we organized a organization called Ukrainian Cultural Initiatives. It's non profit. The whole idea is just to publish this magazine to make people aware of Ukraine. And and what is the business model for the magazine? Do you take advertising? Uh, is it subscription? Yeah, as a non-profit, we cannot take advertisements. Uh, so we are existing on donations and subscriptions. Okay. And uh, we have a subscribing platform. We do not have a fully operate website yet. Uh, we only have a small website, but our plan for the next year to start a full operating website where we'll put some materials for free. We have a lot of materials which people give to us, but we cannot put it all into a magazine because we just don't have enough room. So some of it will go online version. Uh, that's, that's how we operate. And how many subscribers do you have at this point? Not all this many. We have few. We started, uh, we opened the subscription last February. Maybe uh, like between 100 and 200. And how did you get these subscribers? Are you doing marketing primarily through Facebook or, or what other Correct. channels are you uh, using? Majority, well, by word of mouth goes a lot. So a lot of like, I don't, I'm not sure how you received the copy, but there were people who received the copy through a friend, became interested and contacted me and became subscribers. Uh, we also sent our publication to a lot of Ukrainian organizations in United States. And we got good responses from them, like, um, Ukrainian uh, Museum, Ukrainian um, Institute in New York, and other nonprofit organizations um, in United States. I got a lot of individuals who loved not only the content, but also the design of it. Like, for instance, I got a French uh, subscriber who is a painter. She fell in love with the design. And she recommended to a few of her friends, and one of them doesn't even speak English, but he still subscribed. Um, 
and some people i don't know how but they just appear online they subscribe and we just mail it to them we have few professors who are interested in ukrainian culture we have few ukrainians who subscribed um we are planning to open uh, a new type of subscription or in electronic version only it's going to be much cheaper but then you don't get a chance to hold the hard copy which is actually i i think i'm very proud of the way it feels yes and i have to say that the design is really very beautiful it's very well done and do you have any full-time staff at this point or are you still running the magazine with only volunteers we have um i have my artist and my um ukrainian editor are basically my people who work for me and then they're not full-time of course they work when they have time but other people volunteer their time like all the uh, english language editors and we always welcome new ones whoever is willing to help uh my friends um some students who are interested in Ukrainian culture, they do one or two articles. And in general, you mentioned that the content is really cultural. And in that aspect of it, what kinds of content or articles do you have? So basically, we have um, five sections. And the sections are like this. We have performing arts, we have um, tradition, or we have um, uh, Ukrainian prospects, we have books, we have art and design, and we have travels, travelers and emigres. So, and each of these uh, sections usually has two to five articles. And performing arts might include like uh, different contemporary music groups, or theater, like we had a great um, article about uh, a, um, a group in New York um, by Verlana Tkach. Uh, we had a very good article by Alexander Rabin who wrote about contemporary Ukrainian groups. There's so many of them, and to my surprise, like 50% of them I did not know. And um, uh, then we have, uh, let's say, in Ukrainian prospects, we have various interesting people who do unusual or exciting or important things. Like we have in I, a businessman who became icon painter. Uh, we have um, uh, very interesting 15-year-old musician. Um, so. People, people who accomplish something unusual. And we, of course, have traditions because we want Americans to be familiar with our traditions. Usually we have one article on cooking, like we had an article on borscht, article on um, what did Ukrainians drink through the history, uh, the role of bread in Ukrainian culture. Next, we'll have actually a chicken Kiev. We have a history of it and recipe on it. We have women's headwear and Vishwanka, of course. So, and then we have uh, Travelers and Immigrants, uh, the section which includes articles about people who either live in Ukraine, fell in love with it and found it fascinating, or traveled through it but had enough impressions that they want to write, or it's about Ukrainians who live abroad uh, and want to, but they still feel attached to Ukraine and they want to share 
the life as Ukrainian American, Ukrainian Australian, Ukrainian Canadian. So, and we have a lo- very interesting, very interesting articles in um, arts, um, contemporary and uh, traditional uh, artists. We have great materials. Ina, how do you find your writers for the magazine? Um, first, for the first issue, I addressed to my colleagues who are scholars. I found very interest. I found articles like on um, internet which I liked, and I connected to the authors through Facebook. And some of them, like I was amazed, but they were willing to write for free, and they did it on time. It was great. Uh, some of them were recommended to me by my friends, and they are journalists. Um, some of them just contact me and suggest an article. Just recently, we got a request from a journalist from Lviv, and she said, uh, are we interested about new and unusual places in Lviv, new business startups, materials of this kind? And I said, sure, we always welcome. So now requirements for articles, they should not be um, too big. Uh, they should be interested. I said, like, to each author, I say, please write the way you would want to read about another country. Let's say you take an article about country you have never been in, and you are interested to read about it. So write the same way. And we like, we welcome a lot of pictures because we are a visual magazine. Yes, so. it's very it's very visual. So we're almost out of time, Ina. And for the last question, I'd like you to think a little bit about what are your plans for the future for the magazine? Where do you see this heading? Well, we have great plans. Um, so we really hope um, it will take off. And um, so for now, we are working with the Ministry of um, Foreign Affairs in Ukraine. Our goal is that each embassy around the world had this magazine, that it could introduce Ukraine through this magazine. Uh, we also, my big goal, like that on airlines, people could take the copy of the magazine and read about Ukraine. Um, I just, like, I want to have a lot of subscribers, enough subscribers that the people could pass it to each other and become more and more familiar with Ukraine. And I don't know if it will work out because you know how many magazines are starting up and how many of them are done. like 100 which start, uh, 99 die out within like three years. Yes, one one proceeds and it doesn't mean it succeeds, it just means you know, it survives. For now, we at least will be this one who survives. I hope so too. Our goal is uh, not to make any profit on it, not to make any money. It's not going to bring any money to anyone. So I think with the goal of uh, enlightening people about a country I love, it should somehow succeed one way or another. <laughs> well, I wish you uh, the best of luck with it and much success. If our audience wants to find out more about your magazine, where can they go? They please. Uh, they should go to. Um, we have a website which is called Tulak, T U L A C dot org. Tulak dot org, and from there you can connect to our Facebook page. You can go to subscription. You can see the content of all the previous issues and what's coming up. 
and um, you can donate. So that's our basic platform for now. Or if you're on Facebook, you can go to Ukrainian Culture Initiatives or the Ukrainian Life and Culture. You will see uh, our page. Thanks so much, Ina. I uh, really appreciate you coming on Kranitsia today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a great uh, pleasure for me to talk to your audience. And uh, thank you very much for having time to invite me. This is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Kranitsia, The Well, a podcast series on all things Ukrainian. And today we've been speaking with Ina Golovacha, who is the editor-in-chief of a new magazine, the Ukrainian Life and Culture. And until next time, that's all for now.